Good morning, church. Good morning. The questions that I have for you today are about like this. How many of you, how many of us need to let God be in charge of more than we do? How many keep on taking charge when he should be? Anybody struggle with that? I'm sitting at home most of the end of this week trying to rectify that I was hoping to be involved in Bethlehem Revisited and, and all of that, and God set me down and said that he was in charge. Some of you know that um, I'm recovering from some pneumonia, and so I'm just working away on that. Um, but God is in charge. I just want to make sure that we get to that spot and that we recognize that we struggle so much and the Bible deals with that. That's what the text is about today. The Bible, as we wait for Christmas, this fourth Advent Sunday, traditionally the Peace Sunday, it forces us, the text that's, that's scheduled forces us to deal with, do we give God peace or does God give us peace? Who's the source and who's in charge and who delivers? The text itself removes our right to think that God's ways are just like our ways. Um, there's an old song that I think of that says, heaven is a place exactly like where we are right now, only much better. Um, heaven, God's ways, are not like our ways. They are much better, but they're not exactly like our ways, only better. They're just better, and we need to recognize that. So here it is. Let me uh, read the text, and we'll go through this, okay? Here it is. We're in Second uh, Samuel um, 2, Second um, Samuel 7, verses 1 through 16. This is King David. King David was settled in his palace, and the Lord had given him rest, peace, from all his surrounding enemies. The king summoned Nathan the prophet. Look, David said, I am living in a beautiful cedar palace, but the ark of God is out there in a tent. Nathan replied to the king, go ahead and do whatever you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. The Lord has given you um, peace, David. And, and you judge the way that he designed his house. Um, Nathan, always the good pastor, is there. So let's uh, read on that night. But that same night, the Lord said to Nathan, Go and tell my servant David, this is what the Lord has declared. Are you the one to build a house for me to live in? I have never lived in a house from the day I brought the Israelites out of Egypt until this very day. I have always moved from one place to another in a tent and a tabernacle as my dwelling. Yet no one, no matter where I have gone with the Israelites, I have never once complained to Israelites' tribal leaders, the shepherds of my people Israel. I have never asked them, why haven't you built a house, a beautiful house out of cedar for me? Now go and say to my servant David, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies has declared. I took you from tending sheep in the pasture and selected you to be the leader of my people Israel. 
I have been with you wherever you have gone. I have destroyed all your enemies before your eyes. Now I will make your name as famous as anyone who has ever lived on earth. And I will provide a homeland for my people Israel, planting them in a secure way where they will never be disturbed. Evil nations won't oppress them as they've done in the past, starting from the point of time I appointed judges to rule my people Israel, and I will give you rest from all your enemies. Furthermore, the Lord declares that he will make a house for you, a dynasty of kings. The Lord declares that he will make a house for you, David, a dynasty of kings. For when you die and are buried with your ancestors, I will raise up one of your descendants, your own offspring, and I will make his kingdom strong. He is the one who will build a house, a temple for my name, and I will secure his royal throne forever. I will be his father and he will be my son. If he sins, I will correct and discipline him with the rod like any father would. But my favor will not be taken from him as I took it from Saul, whom I removed from your sight. Your house and your kingdom will continue before me for all time and your throne will be secure forever. So Nathan went back to David and told him everything the Lord said to do. God gave David peace. So David wants to build God a house. He thinks to himself, I'm living in a sturdy, nice house. Surely God should live in a nice, sturdy house too. Nathan, the good prophet, the pastor, certainly God would like that. I'd like to be the one in charge of making that happen for God. Surely God would like that too. But then God comes in and talks to them. This from Isaiah 66, this is the same thing. Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. Where is the house you will build for me? Where is my resting place to be? Has not my hand made all the things, all these things? And so they came into being, declares the Lord. I make those things. These are the ones I look on with favor, those who are humble and contrite in spirit, who tremble at my word. That's verse 2 of Isaiah 66. Perhaps you want a New Testament spot for this. This is Acts 48 through 50. However, the Most High does not dwell in houses made by human hands, as the prophet says. Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or will, where will my place of rest be? Has not my hand made all those things? See, that's a direct quote from Acts, is quoting Isaiah 66. You stiff-decked people with uncircumcised hearts and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit, just as your fathers did. This is Acts 7. This is the... My ways are not your ways. Gut check moment from scripture. Uh, King David's going through it. Nathan the prophet's going through it. By the way, if you think that King David got corrected by God, but you think that you won't, just uh, let's remember who we are and who we're not, okay? Maybe you think, well, God corrects his prophets, but he's not going to correct our pastor or, or something like that. Certainly, I think this is, but our 
Are you the one who grants God peace and prosperity? God's asking us, who do we think we are? Do we think of ourselves as the ones who grant peace and prosperity from God for God with our uncircumcised hearts and ears and stiff necks? That we just keep doing it? No, says God. I give you rest and peace. And my dwelling and my kingdom will be built in my ways, not in your ways, but God will be in charge of them. This is the this is remembering us as humans. I we like to say the way I live is the way God would like to live. No. We need to change that. That's just stinking thinking. The way I think is certainly the way that God thinks. The way I build is certainly the way God builds. No, none of these are true. And in fact, if we begin to think about them very much, we will recognize that that is a God shaped in our own image. The quote from Augustine from the past says, is what you think and understand about God is not actually God. What I understand God to be is not who God is. It's just a little bit. But if I narrow him down to just the way that I think and the way that I live, it's a very, it's a very colonialistic thought that the people in Africa ought to worship the way that the people in North America do, or the people in South America, or the people in North America ought to worship the way the same people, the people in, in England did, right? It's the way I do it is correct, so therefore it must be right. That's what God wants. As we wait in Christmas for this season, as we wait through the first faith Sunday of, of uh, Advent, and then through hope and joy was last week, that prophecy and preparation and how God shepherds us, that he brings us peace. The goal for him is not that we should think that we supply things to God, but that we should recognize that he supplies things for us, that, that he doesn't do this in our ways, but his. It's not a, he's not after our ways, but his. He's not building, he's not building a building, but a kingdom. Okay? Not, not a building, but a kingdom. It's very easy to say, but this is our church building and God dwells here in the building. God dwells in the building when the people that he dwells in are inside the building. God's dwelling inside of you and you're not a building, but you as a people of peace are a kingdom of God, a very kingdom of God. And and he is the determiner of that and you are his place of rest in your hearts, not made out of stone, but made out of flesh. In the lives of my people, I will live, says God. But first, I will come and show you who I am. And then I will make a hand. He will be my servant. He's the one who will do it. That's from Samuel 17. Now here it is. This is furthermore that declares the Lord that my servant that I established from way back I will make a house. He will make a house for for you. 
Jesus is the one coming to make sure that we we have a house and that and the temple for his name will be secure and he's secure forever and because he's secure we have peace we church we need we need to recognize that god is on the throne of the universe and we are not we can't just keep crawling up and sitting on the throne uh, on the other hand, we could crawl up and sit in his lap and let us hold, him, hold let him hold us and give us peace and prosperity and all the things that he wants to give us. I want every single thing that God has for me, but I don't want the things that he doesn't have for me. That sort of thing, because he's in charge. My ways are not his ways. His ways are higher than my ways. His, his ways are not like mine, just better. They're better but not like mine. If I was doing this right, I'd be thinking, well, well, the house that I'm building for myself is just like the one God wants for me or the one that God wants for himself. Is this not the Lord of the universe who sits on the throne of the universe who spoke galaxies into being and he wants to live in a little ranch house somewhere on the side street in Colville? or Kettle Falls, or, or out in the, maybe he wants a cabin on the lake. Or No. He wants to live in your heart. In a heart made of flesh, after the heart of stone has been removed, then he can write his book upon your heart. And you will be his people and you will fall and follow him and you will do all that. This is... The, the Peace Sunday, do you want peace from God? Then start submitting yourself to the one who was born humbly. The one who was born without fanfare. The one who is humble and of contrite spirit, who trembles at my word. That's the Lord Jesus. And if you want peace from God, and you want to sit and wait with me for Christmas and recognize that it means the coming of the Lord to his kingdom, the beachhead, the D-Day of God is Christmas. We celebrate that. Not that it should be done our way, but that God did it the way it would work rather than the way that we always hope it to be. So this morning, church, would you, would you sit with me in waiting for the peace that the Lord brings us as we await Christmas, this fourth Sunday of Advent? Wait with me for the Lord's ways, church, as we pray. Lord Jesus, this morning we come into your presence we are always in your presence. This morning we come particularly recognizing that we're coming into your presence. Guide us and strengthen us. Keep us on the path. Help us recognize that our ways are not your ways and your ways are best. We seek and long after peace, but not just the peace that we can give ourselves, but the peace that you bring to us. In your precious name, Lord Jesus. 
Amen.